0: Hey, this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark, and I'm Mark Scarborough. And
1: I'm Bruce Weinstein, and every week on Cooking with Bruce and Mark, we talk about food and recipes and appliances and tips and food. tricks, food. Food. food, and everything food. that makes cooking more food. fun and delicious. Mostly food. And mostly delicious. Food. And today, we're this is
0: the bacon episode. Oh, yeah! Really delicious. We want to talk about everything bacon today, and we want to make this kind of a whole uh, kind of... Bacon 101. I can't explain to you why we're doing this, except I don't know. Bacon is just primal food for so many people. I, For me, uh, when I was a little kid, I was that kid that uh, when my grandmother or mother, I, I grew up in a house with a mother who got up every single morning of my life and made a hot breakfast. And whenever there was bacon, there was never enough.
1: There There was still never enough. Especially at your mother's house. There's never
0: (laughs) enough bacon. There was just never enough. And I know bacon is expensive. I grew up in a very, very middle class home, and money was always an issue. And we were always on the edge of, you know, not, not, we weren't on the edge of being poor, but we were just always careful about money. And, but still, as a kid, I just wanted more bacon. I wanted a lot more bacon.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I grew up in a solidly middle class Jewish house in New York, in Queens. And we ate bacon all the time. We didn't eat ham, and that's a whole other episode because I know Mark says in his world, bacon was the most Christian of all meats. That The Jewish people he knew ate ham, but not bacon. Right, I think it's the South. Yeah, up in New York, we all ate bacon, and we didn't eat ham. Ham was like, (laughs) you might as well take communion. (laughs) Ham was like the most Christian of all meat products. Even my kosher grandmother, served bacon to my grandfather but she had a separate pan for the bacon
0: yeah i was that bruce's <laughs> ma- grandmother basically wanted to keep kosher would keep kosher but his grandfather was uninterested in it and um you know you can't have pork products if you're kosher amongst other things and it just cracks me up that so she allowed it to happen but she had the a house.
1: separate pan for the bacon <laughs> <laughs> that was it <laughs> I
0: think every home should have a separate pan for the bacon. I think that sounds like the best idea. Uh, we actually knew somebody once, and we should talk about this later. We actually knew someone once who his whole family had a can of bacon grease, a coffee can of bacon grease, that they passed among
1: each other. Yeah, and they would just keep adding it to it. And,
0: you know, every time Aunt Rose made bacon, she'd pour into it, and then she'd pass the can on to Aunt Patty, who'd pour more stuff into it. That just kills me that there was a can of bacon
1: grease. That sounds so- So unsanitary. I can't tell you how many health codes that violates.
0: (laughs) So let's talk for a minute about... It sounds fabulous to me, but then again, I'm from the South. Um, So let's talk about what bacon is for a second. All right.
1: Basically, when you go to the store and buy bacon, it is smoked pork belly that has been sliced. Right. That is basic
0: american bacon america now wait we let's let's make sure that that word heard was heard clear america
1: man it was american American (laughs) bacon it was
0: american bacon and american bacon is pork belly it is not necessarily what many other parts of the world call Mm -hmm. bacon and if you if you don't know pork belly if you haven't ever had a good braised pork belly or roasted pork belly it's a super super fatty cut of pork Mm -hmm. and what Twenty years ago, right, you would never even find a recipe for pork belly back no, in the, the only
1: use of pork belly was to smoke it and slice it and serve it as bacon. Right now, in
0: nineties yeah. health craze. Now, of course, pork belly is the hip, hip yeah. part
1: of the por- the hip part of the pork. You can get what we in America call bacon in the UK, and they call it streaky bacon. Right, in, they don't eat it. For breakfast, they don't eat it with eggs, they cook with it. Or wrap with it. They wrap with it. Mostly they'll line molds and stuff meatloaves. They line pastry with it and put pâtés in it. And
0: what is in the UK called streaky bacon is also what the French often will line... Pate molds. Well, with... the French
1: are going to use a pa- is are going use a ventreche, which is Maybe. more like a pancetta. The but French... I've seen
0: a lot. I've seen a lot of U.S. streaky, as they say, streaky bacon,
1: smoky used. Yes, oh, in cool. French
0: terrine molds. Oh, I like
1: that. Oh, yes, you're right. They they do do that in a lot of terrines.
0: But they're not going to serve it up like we do in America with eggs. And no, they don't eat. They don't a... eat it. It's a recipe ingredient. You know the American breakfast: eight pieces of toast, two eggs, nine pieces of bacon, and a handgun. So. <laughs> That's that is, the American breakfast. An instant man. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Bruce and I just got back from a long hiking trip in Scotland, which was fabulous. But let me just tell you. You Scots have got to up your coffee game because yeah. there was way too much instant nasty coffee going around. However,
1: your haggis game and your black pudding game <laughs> okay. that's is an,
0: That's another matter. Now, so let's say, let, let us make this distinction too between what we're saying is bacon, which is American smoked pork belly, and Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon is simply smoked pork loin. So those long, big, boneless pork loins, not tenderloins, loins, loins, those giant things that are sometimes in the supermarket as like a giant tube of meat. (laughs) Mm. Meat in a tube. (laughs) If you smoke that right, you essentially end up with Canadian bacon. And it is a lower-fat bacon. Do you
1: get high if you smoke that? (laughs) Not
0: that way. (laughs) But if you smoke, we might. I don't know. But it's a lower-fat kind of bacon. Yeah, it is.
1: And then, okay, there there are things that – turkey bacon right now turkeys don't have bellies right. so you're not getting right. sized bellies so basically i actually like turkey bacon so don't be too harsh you know, basically the way they make turkey bacon is they take all the bits that no one else wants to eat you're being harsh and they chop it up and they smooch it up and they form it into a block like I'm pork am you're
0: being very hard it's i swear to god it's almost rectum free <laughs> they don't just take
1: and they all use, the part they use meat glue <laughs> And there is such a thing as meat glue. It's an enzyme that Harsh. makes pieces of meat stick Harsh. together. They shape Harsh. it into a giant thing. They smoke the giant thing, and then they slice it. So it doesn't look like bacon. It's not no, streaky. It just I looks know. like marbleized meat. Well, I think it tastes
0: kind of good. It and tastes I... like ham. Yeah, I think it actually. I actually like turkey bacon, especially if you substitute it as if you're making a beef stew or something, and you use it instead of porky bacon. I actually like it. It's it has a nice taste to me. It's a little bit milder. It's not quite such a sledgehammer. No, and it doesn't taste like pork, which is right. Okay. And it, and bacon's a sledgehammer. I lo- remember I'm the kid that always okay. wanted more, so I love bacon. Okay.
1: but so then there's there is a another bacon controversy out there between thick cut bacon and regular bacon. Yeah, and guess what I am. I am the thick cut boy. Yeah, me too. I like thick cut bacon. It's probably about the slices of thick cut bacon tend to be two to three times as thick As standard bacon.
0: Most people know the the standard in America, the really, really thin, streaky bacon. Paper thin. Like when
1: you peel them up out of the package, sometimes
0: you could see through them. Right. When I was a kid, we used to go to this German delicatessen in Dallas. I grew up in Dallas. And uh, we went to this German delicatessen Kubi's, and they made thick-cut pepper bacon. And it was Mm. covered in black pepper. And the slices were... I don't know quarter inch thick, quarter I inch mm-hmm. even you know even a little thicker than that. Ooh. I mean they were
1: bacon steak. They were thick, yeah, nice. and when you fried those, they didn't curl all up, and they don't shatter, and they don't get right. they don't get that shattery wafer thin, that which that I don't stuff. like about thin. Okay, so then um, you can also one last thing I want to say about bacon: if you go to a store where they're slicing their own bacon, like right. a lot of deli counters and meat counters will do it, even in supermarkets. They will. They can cut you a slab of bacon rather than slice it. And the right. reason I like to have that is I like to cube it up and fry it up and put it at the bottom of a braise or a stew. So like if a, if a recipe calls for pancetta or sausage or even regular bacon, I like to use slab bacon so I have pieces of it, and it's just really luscious.
0: Okay, so let's talk about cooking and for a minute, and we're talking about either a thick cut or – Yep, either way. Thin-cut American streaky mm-hmm. bacon. And I think everybody knows how to fry it. Everybody knows. You put it in a pan
1: and you turn, turn the pan. heat on.
0: And listen, I've seen a million recipes out there in which people add oil to the pan and the bacon. It is absolutely unnecessary. And I am not a health nut. But that oil to the pan, and I've even seen people add butter to the pan <laughs> and then fry the bacon in it. That is, Honestly, it is not necessary. You were talking a high, high... Fat content. Yeah, within
1: needs. twenty seconds, that bacon starts to put off its own fat, right. and it fries on it right. itself. It's one,
0: and I will say that bacon is one of the few reasons I would advocate for a non-stick pan because it's just by by the time it even starts to render a little of its fat, it's loosened from the surface. I'm not a great fan of non-stick surfaces, mm-hmm. but that's one of the cases where I use it, and also because later frying the egg and the bacon fat is so fine, and of course, fried
1: egg should. Is our easiest yep. in nonstick pans. pans, um, right? So we know how to fry it. Now, a lot of people make their bacon in a microwave. I, this I don't get because
0: <laughs> I like crunch on my bacon. I don't. I do not like shards. My great aunt used to make me bacon when I would stay with her, and my great aunt Ruth, who lived in Oklahoma City, but somehow looked like Grace Kelly. <laughs> I thought she was the most sophisticated woman I would ever known because she drank vodka and Seven Up and. I just thought that was just fabulous. Anyway, she would make bacon so that it—oh my god! It you—you you couldn't touch it. It shattered into fifty thousand million little pieces, like
1: communion wafers. It, like, <laughs> We're yeah, back to that.
0: Burned, honestly, it like burned. I don't know. I don't like it that. Shardy. I like it to have some crunch.
1: To I like it, chew. I like crunch okay, so the edges and let's chewy go back bacon. To the So the way I you microwave the way you microwave bacon is you you put out like four layers of paper towels yeah. and you lay the bacon strips on the paper towels and then you cover it with another piece of paper yeah. towel. is so how
0: my mother does it? This
1: is that your mother does it? Yeah. And I you put so. it in the microwave and turn it on. So how so
0: my mother now does it. She used to do it in So pan.
1: it it basically fries itself in the microwave and the paper towel absorbs all the fat. And it comes out tasting like pre cooked bacon, like paper towel. Yeah, and it's it's always <laughs> don't use paper towel with designs on them because you don't soft, want that ink. Soft, right? It's it's, it's just never doesn't good.
0: have the crunch edge on it. And again, I don't want it shardy. Mm-hmm. I just want a little bit of crunch. Yeah, you might as well it. get the pre cooked shelf stable bacon. Now, if you're a person who likes soft bacon, and there are people who like what I call raw bacon. If you like raw bacon, well, by all means, uh, try this thing, but I don't know. Really, the the best way, in my opinion, lately, to cook bacon is to get a hot oven and get a sheet tray. Put the sheet tray, a lipped, it has to be a lipped sheet tray, in the oven. So, you know, rims all four around as it heats so the sheet tray gets hot and then put the bacon on it and
1: put it back in the oven. So Mark warms the pan so that when you put the bacon down, it doesn't just stick to it. Right. It starts to melt right away a little right. bit and it starts to cook faster. And the nice thing about doing that is first, you can cook almost a whole pound of bacon at once. And we have, we live
0: in rural New England and we I will confess to you we have a lot of house guests right. and it's a super easy way for me to get a lot of bacon out.
1: And the bacon doesn't Curl up. It actually stays flat, and yeah. you get really nice long flat pieces because of the the bacon. The heat is more radiant than yeah. just direct. So forgive it. me now for plugging a book we wrote earlier this summer, which is called the Kitchen Shortcut Bible. Right mm-hmm. in that book, we have this technique for roasting the bacon. Yeah. Then what we do is the bacon comes off of that pan. Yeah. Then you put down green, yellow or red bell pepper slices. So now, they're rings, you make rings. the rings.
0: You can even buy those rings you know, pre-cut in the grocery store. So
1: you're cutting it through the equator and making rings and you put that down on the baking sheet with all that bacon fat, seeded bell pepper rings. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you crack an egg into each one and the the ring keeps most of the egg white from running out a little bit might run over. Then you shove that sheet pan back in the oven for 10 minutes and the eggs roast all in a pan, and they get deliciously crisp around the edges in bacon fat. fat. And so now you've made breakfast for six people or eight people you're all eating at it once. It's all hot. Otherwise, you're frying bacon in batches. You're frying eggs in batches. Yeah. So, I love this oven roasting of the
0: bacon and the eggs. I need to. Um, so, okay, so now we've talked about a little bit about what bacon is and we've talked a little bit irreverently about how to cook it and we've dissed my mother. So, let's move on to the, this last bit, which is some unusual ways to cook with bacon. And I just want to say first off, and this may be a revelation to a lot of people, but did you know, get this, just brace yourself, did you 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 know that you can substitute bacon fat for butter or shortening in almost any recipe. Now let me just back up and say before you faint you shouldn't probably substitute a hundred percent of the bake of the butter for bacon fat but if you if your recipe calls for a stick of butter in a cake you can take out two tablespoons of the butter and use six tablespoons of unsalted butter and
1: then two tablespoons of bacon fat it's like adding lard holy
0: crow your blondies We'll never know what hit them. No,
1: the little smokiness and saltiness, but it's also, it's like adding lard to uh, a pie crust or lard to biscuit dough. It makes them Mm. flakier. It makes them killer. It makes them a little meaty. Umami. So one of the things we did when we wrote our book, A La Mode, um, I came up with this idea for a bacon maple walnut pie. Oh, my God. So I, I fried up bacon. Just shut up. And I measured how much fat came out. And then I added extra butter to that to create the fat for the pie crust. So right. the pie crust had half butter, half bacon fat. Oh. Then I did the typical um, you know, nuts and brown sugar and yeah, yeah. all that the in the middle. For a nut pie. And I crumbled in the crunchy bacon, in with the nuts and the maple syrup. It's bacon. It was crazy. So the idea of putting bacon into a sweet pie dessert or blondies, as Mark said, it's just a great idea.
0: Yeah. If you ever make sheet cakes, I find if you make a vanilla sheet cake and you really want to kick this thing over the top, again, just take out two tablespoons of the fat and, and use bacon vanilla. We should make a warning right now and say, what we're talking about is cooled bacon fat. It doesn't necessarily have to have solidified, but it has to have come back to room temperature. Yeah. You can't use hot because it, it'll cook the eggs in yeah, yeah. the batter and all that stuff. So it's not like you just did it. But if you made some bacon and then you set the pan off the heat for the morning, morning. I don't know. And then you're going to make I love your life. If you're doing this, then you're going to make a sheet cake in the afternoon. You can. Nice, I know, you, life. Live. you live bacon an amazing in the morning. Life. Cake in the <laughs>
1: afternoon.
0: You can take a little bit of the butter out of that recipe and just substitute mm. a little of like a vanilla sheet cake and substitute a little bacon fat for it. And I tell you, if you put a chocolate frosting on that, you will not believe
1: it. And make more bacon than you want to eat in the morning because you want to garnish that cake with the crumbled <laughs> bacon on top of the <laughs> frosting. Sure. My god and you know let's
0: just say our program today is underwritten by the American Cardiological Society There's, and
1: <laughs> Mark and I were at a food a food show in Pittsburgh once and we met some people there the Madison West Chocolate people, and they used mm-hmm. to be in southern New Jersey. I think they're in Florida now, or Arizona, some hot state. Oh, so everybody from New Jersey ends up in Florida. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. And they were selling these peanut butter cups with crunchy bits of bacon and chili peppers in yeah, them. Yeah, I remember. And for he figured out a way. That even once their packages are sitting on the shelf, that the bacon bits don't get soft. Mm. So you bite into these peanut butter mm. cups with a mm. creamy, smooth mm. peanut butter filling and mm. crunchy, salty mm. bits of bacon, mm. and then you could get them also with hot chilies in them.
0: So here's my tip uh. for you: if you want to go insane at your next cocktail party or party or whatever, honestly, fry up a couple pieces of bacon right until they're a little bit crunchy. Buy a bunch of Reese's. Reese's peanut butter cups and put a little bit piece of bacon on top of each
1: one. (laughs) Mm, That's (laughs) nice. And while the bacon's hot, it'll melt and attach.
0: You don't even have to be hot. It can just be room temperature. Okay, the other
1: thing that bacon is great for at cocktail parties is if you take bamboo skewers and you skewer the long way, in and out, weaving it through the bacon. Yeah, imagine you these... like you're weaving a ribbon onto a so skewer. So now you have this skewer with this long, thin piece of bacon on it. And you do that with the whole pound of bacon. You oven roast On multiple them. skewers. You have one piece on, on each skewer. And then you put those skewers on a baking sheet the way we told you to roast them. Just have a pile of those out to and have one... with drinks.
0: What's the oven temperature?
1: Uh, I do about 375. And that way, if you're having something like a Bloody Mary, you can even use the bacon stick as a stirrer. Oh.
0: God doesn't that sound good? Uh yeah, it sounds good in a vodka tonic. It sounds good <laughs> mm. in anything.
1: <laughs> mm. You could put it in a malted too. <laughs> oh, oh, a peanut butter malted with a bacon stick. Oh mm. my God! So look, if you guys have ideas, Holy I want to know what you're doing. Bro. You can you can write us on Facebook. You can write us at bruceandmark.com. We can, want to hear what you your... You can
0: follow us on the Instagram under our... No, don't you like it? That's why I it the uh, Instagram because I'm an old person. The Instagram under both our names. Well, I'm
1: Bruce A. Weinstein okay. and you're Mark Scarborough well, on Instagram. Yeah, I got there before you. You did. Um, and our website is <laughs> com, and you could tell us what you're doing with bacon because we want to know and we could share your ideas and I want to try them because there's some really really cool ideas out there
0: so this is the podcast cooking with Bruce and Mark and we hope you've enjoyed it today I'm sorry if we got a little irreverent and sorry mom if I dished your bacon but so it goes you've moved from the skillet and in ways that I don't approve but I've probably moved in ways you don't approve so that's all fine um, <laughs> wow <It's laughs> um, that show It's that show. So if you like the show, please subscribe um, and catch us each week on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.